This is Good Riddance the Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we're back. <laughs> Episode 30, Dirty 30. We're back from out of space. We back from somewhere. What's it's been a, I, got, that, I, I don't know why I fucked up, man. I'm, I'm starting this off in the wrong way, but no, no, do it. What is this? What, what, what's that song, man? Uh, I'm back from outer space, and dun 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 dun, something something. Hey. I don't know, bro. It's it, the, the 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 dog from Men in Black sings it. Uh, I, I I think I know. What walk you're out about. the door. I think oh, I know yeah. what you're talking about. I just Hold can't. I just I, can't. I'm, I'm gonna find the tune, but yeah, I just got reminded when you said I'm back. All right, yeah, I'm we back. uh. So we back. Yeah, that's true. We back. <laughs> We back, man. Um, episode 30. Um, welcome to Good Riddance, the podcast. I am your humble host, Ive, back in the building. Man. Alongside me, I got my man, Honey Grand. Jay, what man. you living like, man? What you living like? Man, well, shit, obviously I'm living like 100 grand, bro. I mean, you said it right now. Hey. I'm rolling around like 100 Gs. That's how that's how it goes, man. Real quick, I want to give a shout out to all the listenership that we've been receiving. Um, no matter what medium you listen on, whether it is Apple Music, I mean not Apple Music, but uh, Apple Podcasts, um, what is that, SoundCloud. I think I don't even know, but for sure Google Play. We want to say thank you. We want to say thank you, man, just for rocking with us, man. Giving all your little um, feedback, we appreciate it. It helps us grow. It helps us build, man. We definitely want to um, create a little uh, community here, man. And um, once we uh, feel like we've gotten strong enough, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some fire coming at you, man. So we want you guys to you know tell a friend to tell a friend to tell that friend, and we could all be friends, you know. <laughs> I like that. You see, bro, we got some references of music today, bro. Hey, what is, um, you can tell my friends. We could be yo. What, what is no. it? He's like, you can tell your friends to come meet my friends. And we can all, all be friends. Be there you go. That's it. And we could do this every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, nah, man. But um, more like every Tuesday. For real, man. Hey, oh. um, one thing I wanted to address, man, before we dive into uh, what's on the docket. Um, address it. A couple people, couple. a few people actually. A few of them. They have asked me personally what my thoughts were on this whole Chloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson, Jordan Woods situation. Are you are you privy to any of that shit? Are you do you know anything about that shit? Would it, would it sound idiotic if I said no? It wouldn't sound idiotic because I don't. I don't really give a fuck either. I don't really okay. know in full detail what happened, but well, it's just to kind of just to kind of glaze over the t- gloss over the top a little bit. Coaching on the fly, go for it. I'm gonna get some details on it right now and, and just you, a, you fill it I, in. I don't even want to dive into it. I just got a message. Okay, hit right. It. But hit just it. to just to kind of gloss over the top of what happened. Basically, in LA, um, Tristan Thompson had a little party at his house. Jordan Woods is supposedly the best friend of. Kylie Jenner, I believe, or one of the Kardashians. I think it's Kylie, though, right? Um, and she apparently, Jordan Woods, I'm talking about, apparently had some sort of some sort of interactions that he shouldn't have been having with Jordan Woods. It got back to Khloe Kardashian, and now she's bugging, right? Now, now what kind of like uh, when you say cheating? Okay, wait. Say say the names again. So so Tristan, Tristan, that plays for the Cavs. Okay. He is married to Chloe. Right? You know that, right? Yes. Okay. 
Tristan had a party at his LA home. Right. Chloe's sister, Kylie. Kylie. Her best friend is Jordan Woods. Her Jordan name is Jordan Woods. Woods. Oh, oh, that's a she. Okay. All right. All right. I guess that's it. a she. Yeah. Okay. Her name is Jordan Woods. Okay. Let me look at her. Her and Tristan Thompson had some sort of like altercation. <laughs> altercation. <laughs> I got one thing to say. Hey, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't. I, I I really don't give two shits. Oh, like, well, well, first Tristan of all, Thompson do not want to be with Khloe Kardashian. Like, he's damn near fucking everybody with his jersey on. Chloe, get it through your fucking head. He don't want to fuck with you no more. He don't want to be with you. The next step, he got to fuck somebody with his jersey on and get recorded. <laughs> Come on. And Tristan, you got to chill, my nigga. You won nine games this year, my nigga. You shouldn't be at no party. At all. You should You should have lost your party privileges. <laughs> the fuck out of here with that, man. Well, um, well you know what? I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I don't, I'm, I'm I, don't, I, don't, I don't really give a fuck, man. You don't got to look it up. Don't even do it. No, no. I, I, I just want to. I just want to get that. I don't give a fuck. Message. I just want to see what she look like, though. You know, because oh, you, her, she got a really good doctor. Oh, her too. Yeah. Wait. So they're all doctored up, bro. Ah, oh, come on, bro. That's sad, man. Bro. You know what, man? You know what? That takes me to a topic. Let so it's know, like so. Let so me get angry. One one last yeah. thing. And so I don't really give a fuck. Like Jordan Woods. Next week, she's going to have a Fashion Nova code. She's going to be selling flat tummy tea on fucking Instagram. <laughs> Something's coming. She's going to be. This is the classic Kardashian slash Jenner rollout ever. They always do this shit. It's always some sort of scandal. Scandal, Next controversy, thing you know, and sell. Come on. Next week, That's Jordan Woods is going to be selling us something. She's going to have an album. She's going to have... Uh, have a, a deal with fashion No Come on my bro Something's gonna happen The new G-string lineup Something is coming Hold on but I, I so, I don't, so, 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 so I don't give a fuck And then like And and she went on to uh, So you know Jada Pinkett Smith Yeah that's her okay. Jada Pinkett Smith Has a show right She has like a A talk show kind of thing Yeah yeah for sure And Jordan Woods went on her show and so, Jordan Woods has very strong ties to the Will Smith family tree. Oh. Yeah, because Jordan Woods, I was reading this shit and I was confused and I was mad at myself after I read it all. I was like, why? I don't give a fuck. She, yeah, they have strong ties. So, Jordan Woods' dad. She don't, she don't look all that great though, bro. I mean, I don't know if it's the image or. No, no, no. You got to go on Instagram. That's that's just a regular picture that some bystander took. You got to go on Instagram okay, where bro, the real pictures are. Uh, no, no, no. See, no. See, you just, the, bro. <laughs> you literally just sold the fact that a real picture of that a bystander took. She looked like crap. I mean, not like crap, but she, she looked, looked like, like crap. But she I looked know, regular. She looked like, she looked like a regular female. But all of a sudden, I, I go like to her, regular females though. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. But you telling me that if I go to her Instagram, I'm gonna find a high definition version of herself. 4K yes. HD. Doctors on full supply, on full display. That, uh, but anyways, moving on, moving on. Just to give you this worthless. All right, go story, ahead, finish it, finish it. I feel like I'm burning brain cells as I tell you. Just do it. Jordan Woods' dad. I see. Was a was a uh, I don't know what he was, but he was some sort of. Uh, he was he was some sort of like important like behind the camera guy, on a Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I could see that. Okay. Right. So he was like, uh, he was up there. I, I'm not. He wasn't like the director, but he was like a camera guy, some important dude, right? Um, to that show. And then 
Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son, dated Kylie Jenner some time ago back. It's it's us. Uh, fuck it. I don't care. What I don't care. Bro, that is a totally different fucking person. Bro, I'm telling you. I'm the, 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 bro, these beaches can't be trusted, bro. If you can tell, I said beaches, all right? I just want yeah, to be very clear. Say, I was about to say, don't be toxic. Uh, yeah, yeah, you see that? You see, the I, toxicity I, I, is, is running. What <laughs> the? Okay, continue. How bad? But I, I, don't, I don't really care. I just wanted to tell y'all, I don't give a fuck. Um, that, I'm not trying to promote their business. I don't get paid for that shit. Um, but, you know, let me, let me, let me all right, let, let's take a step back for a second. Go ahead, man. Let, let's analyze where we are today. Sure. All right. So they do run a, a, a multi-million dollar business, right? So we, we, we can all agree with that. But have you ever considered just one thing? Like, is it more or less that, is it the fact that they're smart, that they know how to do these marketing techniques? Or is it the fact that the people in the masses are stupid, that they fall for those techniques themselves knowing that they're coming? Uh, where do you think that? Where, where do you think that everything falls? I would say it's seventy-five, twenty-five. Seventy-five where? Seventy-five on people are just um, stupid. They're naive. They, and then twenty-five of good business handlings. Yeah, I mean it, it's good. I'm not gonna say it's not good business handling. Like somebody's doing something right. Like of course, you know what I'm saying. Like you're gonna give people what they want. Everybody wants to see some sort of like, I don't know, Chloe. Go get back with my man Lamar Odom, man. I fucks with Lamar Odom. I want to see my man's happy. He's healthy. He's clean. He's you know bro, he's looking no, good. No, don't do that to he's, him, bro. He's back in. He's back in. The, don't he's, do that to he's him. He's back playing professional basketball overseas. You bro, know, keep him there. You don't want to fight me, bro. What, what I'm saying is that this motherfucker was doing just fine until he got with that Kardashian clan. Look, man, I've noticed this shit, bro. Motherfuckers that join that fucking family, they lose it. Let's not go too far with Kanye West. Hey, have you been noticing the little Kanye West uh, church videos? Have I been noticing, bro? Takes me to our segment, to my next segment, <laughs> bro. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, you know what you're talking I about. I hope you don't think that we forgive him yet. Nah, nah, nah. Not after all that bullshit you've been doing. Nah, but wait for it though. But just hold on, hold on. I'm just yeah, no, yeah, for fulfill. Put the game on mute so we could uh indulge, indulge a little bit, you know. I like. But anyways, it. go ahead, go ahead. But. By the way, it's uh, Golden State, Boston. Um, it's halftime right now. Yeah, um, I don't even know. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So yeah, but it, but to my to my point, how like, these dudes they be, they be doing one eighties, bro? But that, with that those quick. little church clips that he's posting, they sound fire, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, they sound fire, man. I don't know. You see, but what I. He knew we gonna forget. He gonna drop some fire music. That, that that's the problem, man, bro. Look, what's up, what's up with us, man? But that's what's wrong a, with people. That's the Kardashian way, though. Think about it. They always do something controversial. They they do they always do something that pisses people off or that makes other people happy. But at the end of the day, they just do some random ass shit and then they, everybody forgets. Kanye fell into that same category, mm-hmm. and it's just like okay, he he's following their ways. He's about to drop He's about to drop something That nobody's gonna see coming Everybody's gonna be like Damn He's Is back gonna be fire? Pablo's back You think, you think it's gonna be fire? I do Bro I, I do think so Because think about it He's been out of the media for a minute That's odd He's low key Kind of fell back yeah. a little bit he, He's He's captured himself Took a step back I feel like he did he, You know he Captured everybody's attention He's gotten everybody wondering Like where's Kanye Where's Kanye And the moment you look right 
You know what it is? Here come the fucking... I, th- I, th- I think that there was a play to this. You ready for it? What's that? He found an escape goat. Who's the scapegoat? Who did he get? Who did he scapegoat? The escape goat for him, man, was fucking Smollett, bro. All of a sudden, he got that meeting. He said, boop, let me disappear. Nobody's going to be thinking about me right now. Maybe. I'm out of the picture. And then what is he doing? He's plotting. He's putting something together. He's working. Kanye's from Chicago. Yep. This Jesse Smollett shit supposedly happened in Chicago. And you see what I'm saying? Hey, you might be onto something. Bro, I'm onto something big. I told you, I came conspiracified before walking into this building. Conspiracified? Uh, what'd you say? I just made it up, but I don't know. The point yeah. is, it's, it's a conspiracy <laughs> mindset that I have on right now. Hey. <laughs> conspiracified. Yeah, that, man. But yeah, tell me, man, how, how's everything going, man? Family, how, how's the week, man? How's your week? Nah, nah, we're, we're good, man. You know what? It's been a blessing this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, for those that know what's up, man, I'm actually going to be heading out uh, to Vegas uh, this upcoming week. You know, I'm going to be out there just having a good time, get some get, get some time away. You know, and, uh, you know, one of the things, man, that I really believe that too much of us are not doing is dedicating time to ourselves. We work hard. We dedicate stuff. We put a lot of things on hold specifically to execute the goal of getting things done. Forget making money. We make money, you know, but the problem is that I think that I'm starting to realize, or I'm, I'm, I just see it more often nowadays, mm-hmm. where we're making money, but in the end of the essence, the, the end of the, the end of ball of everything, right. is we say we're making money, right? Mm-hmm. At least we feel that way. We see the bank accounts, we're like, oh yeah, we made money, <laughs> right? But I'm almost starting to feel that this money is is exhausting my body. That's exactly what it does. It's tiring me down. So I got to take a step back to soothe myself, mm-hmm. get myself back in the game, use some of that money that I made, make myself feel good, and then come back 10 times harder to make 10 times more money. That's the way, that's the way it should be, man. We, I don't know, man. I don't know how it is in other cities, but when you – live like this LA this Los Angeles like lifestyle like you really get like ingrained into like just cause everything's so fast paced everything's so here and there like you like if you a day spent at home is a day you didn't make any money yeah and the day you didn't make any money you feel it you feel it like I don't know man it's just but you could you could fall in that little wheel, that hamster wheel, real quick. That's yeah. the part about LA that, that a lot of people. And don't the think beautiful see. thing about that is we we talk about that all the time. We talk about that hamster wheel so much on this podcast. Yeah, like we talk about that shit, and that shit is like real life. You'll be on that shit, and you don't realize you're on it until you step off, and you exhausted, and you know what I mean. Like it's just. It's scary though, but you gotta you, you just gotta be mindful of it. You gotta know like, all right, bro, I've done enough. It's time for me to really uh, take a step back. Take a step back. Let me uh, let me start enjoying some of the fruits of my labor. See, that is all the things that we need to do, because you know we, we're, we're bodies, man. I was listening to uh, this this dude named Dan. I follow him on Instagram. Smart little fucking. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, yeah, him too, right? I was uh, say, he's a he's a smart nigga too. A smart motherfucker, but uh, his his lifestyle truly wouldn't fit mine too much because he he made a good. Uh, I mean, how do I say it, man? His business is mm-hmm. revolved around a single man's life. Like, unfortunately, I can't live that same life anymore. Right. You know, because I, you just can't. Right. But 
to my point, what is this dude's name? His name is, I'll, I'll tell you guys his name right now. His name is Dan, Dan Locke is his name. Dan Locke? Dan Locke. This okay. guy right here is uh, Mr. Full to Full right there. Mm, a little Asian dude, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the thing about this dude is that cool people's, bro. Like I follow him, I follow him a lot. I follow this dude. I follow another guy named Ed Milet. Mm-hmm. Tony Robbins, you know, I told I told, I told you about that dude, right? Yeah. So, so the thing about it is that one thing that he said that was very impactful, and I've heard this before in the past, but this is most recently when I heard it, and that's why I bring him up as a reference, that, you know, basically us as, you know, or he said, poor people mm-hmm. desire and wish to have the money of the rich. Rich people... All they desire is to have the youth of the poor. But one's a good problem. You know? Just think about it. Yeah. Because if you get the mindset of a rich man Mm -hmm. and you restart his life like that and Mm -hmm. you put him into a young man's body, no matter where you put him, that rich man will find a way to become rich again and he'll he'll have the abilities because he's young again to achieve those goals. You put a poor man in a rich man's body, he's already old, deteriorated. Now, all he knows how to do is all he wants to do, which is spend. Not work for it. Right. Just spend. Lose it all, be in the end, and then start right back where you started. There's valuable gems to take out of both of those uh, characters you just laid out. There's 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 a piece of something. I mean, I feel like that from anybody anyways. Like, whether right. I know you or not, when I talk to you, like— there's something to gain somewhere, maybe something you didn't know. Right. Like I tell you, like, like this one lady at work, like I'm very oftentimes I'm not motivated by a client of mine. But this <laughs> one lady really like like had me juiced for a minute, like, yo, like she had you thinking. You get what I'm saying? Like, you know, cause like we work in finance. So like when people talking about money, like they're talking about their dreams. They're talking about who they are, who they want to be, what they think they can be, what they're trying to become. And when you see people talk so like, like just loosely about money, you, you really get a good feel of like who they are, where they can't, like you could learn out, you could learn exactly who you're talking to. If you look at somebody's bank statement, right? Oh man, I, I think that was pretty. Uh, that that was a good kick to the sack for a lot of people bro, listening. Like for real, bro. Like that was like, <laughs> bro. That's why I've started to like. I've taken my fucking bank accounts off paperless, because I want that motherfucker to come in the mail, and I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna look at it. So when I go through that shit, and I tally up all the bullshit that I can't account for now, bro. Like I like I like I've gotten way better. I stick to myself like, bro. Panda Express is not that fucking good. There's no way in the fucking world I should have spent this fucking much money on Panda Express. <laughs> no fucking way. I mean, I guess the egg rolls are cool, but bro, I don't like it that much. Yeah, no, nah, but not, you know not what I mean. Three nineteen cents worth. But it is, it's, it, it is what it is, man. We just, it's, I, uh, it's all a learning experience, man. Like, and you kind of, and you kind of touched on something that I wanted to bring it up to you. Yeah. Um. So just to give the listeners a little little bit of background so I don't just dive right in and y'all like, what the fuck? Um, last Sunday, was it last Sunday? Was it last Sunday we took the kids to the movies? Uh, I last think so. Sunday, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. so just to make the long story uh, less long, last Sunday, me and Jay, we we, uh, 
we just took the kids out. We was in play in Playa Vista for you LA people who know what uh what I'm talking about. We just hit the movies, man. We went to go see this How, How to Train Your Dragon too. It was a nice little outing. Um, my daughter, same age as his son, got to get around each other and just you know, just do kid shit for a minute, right? Just have a good time. Yeah, just a good time. Little did I know, I I, I did enjoy that movie. Um, shout out <laughs> shout out to uh, who made that DreamWorks. DreamWorks, uh, yeah. Shout out to y'all. Um. So it was a nice, it was it was it was it was a nice little outing, but then after that, um, we put up at Jay's brother's pad, man. It was it was a nice little outing, nice little Sunday fun day. Yeah, you know, just kind of wind down, get ready for back work, right? And so, um, um, his brother passed me the uh, the good shit, <laughs> <laughs> and I took and I, and, and I, I took a few whiffs. To say the least, right? And then we was chilling. Me and him, we, it was silent. We was posted, listening to music, right? And then his brother turns the music down. And then he says, because we're looking at the kids play at this point. High as shit. He's like, yo, what would you give to go back, to take the knowledge you have, and go back to your 15 years old? And I looked at him. And it sounds fucked up because we're watching the kids play, right? <laughs> None of us ain't had these kids when we was 15. <laughs> and, like, I love my baby to death. Ivy, you are, like, my, my, my heartbeat. You know what I told him? What's that? Everything. Everything. Just whatever I got, whatever you can find that I own. To go back to when I was 15... So I just wanted to bring that here and ask you. You can take what you know now. What would you give to go back to 15 years old and just start fresh? Start fresh. Man, you know, out of all the questions you've ever asked me. And it was harder when we watching the kids run around just doing their little thing. And I'm like, damn, like. And I really, I was, I, I really thought about it too, because you know when you, when you like high, you feel like you trapped in your own fucking yeah. mind. You're like, ugh. Everything you said, I don't. You know what? Okay, all right. Or just give up half of it and go back to like 21, 22. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, I guess I would say, you know, and. Damn. You see? It's, it, it, Damn. It, 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 look, I, I, there's two answers. Because in one in in one scenario, mm-hmm. everything, right? You go back in time. You're at 15. You got your knowledge. You know, like literally you have a winning lottery ticket. That's basically what it is. And you know it. That's basically what it is. And now you're going to execute and do shit. Now, mm-hmm. the factors that are missing here. Is that you know what it is to, I guess, you know now what it is to enjoy and reap the benefit of true happiness from another child. Mm -hmm. You know what it is to feel loved unconditionally. That's what makes it hard for me. We're in the sense that, damn. I'm sorry, y'all. Fucking Golden State is getting molly whopped. Holy shit. 73 48. 
That caught me off guard. Damn. With that General Electric shirt. All right. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that's what they started in Boston. But go ahead, go ahead. So I'm sorry, y'all. So so, <laughs> damn, that's just, that they're getting an ass whooping. But yeah. So, but then you know you know that feeling now. So then it's it's one of those things where it's just like, man, like you know you. Okay, let, all right. Let me give it to you like this. We're still waiting on him to answer the question. It's, it's you know, a tough you, one, man, bro. You start the you start the answer. You're like, wait, Damn. let me take you back to the beginning. Let me start over. Oh, uh, you know what? So you, <laughs> let me just be blunt. You know what? Let, let, let me just say the way this. I'll tell you what. If in fact I can be able to go back to that timeline, but with the contingency of flat out, I keep the knowledge that I have for success, but everything is blank. Everything else is blank. Now, everything you know now, you take it back to 15, whether it's good, oh, bad, nah. happy, <laughs> sad, up, nah, I down. Can't. I can't. You wouldn't? You wouldn't I, relive it? I, I wouldn't do it only, only because of the fact that I literally will basically know what it's like to have them. And I'll probably be that damn dude that will literally try to repath every possible constituents to do the same thing I did again mm-hmm. until I had them and then put the knowledge to work. So what? You kind of like re you uh, like reverse engineering it. So I mean, with the I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, if if everything sticks right, if the if the ideas of everything that I know now are the same. But just think about the as a child, you had there was there was no worries. You had to worry. You didn't have to worry about nothing. Only thing you had to do was worry about not bringing home a shitty report card. That is it. It's almost like having a job, bro. No, I that's it. That, that that's literally it. You didn't have to worry about nothing, bro. Then was the good old fucking day. like. Look, it, it, th- those days are amazing and they're perfect. And uh, you know, anybody would wish to go back. The only problem is that I guess if I were single now, I would do it in a heartbeat. I'd snap my fingers. And I, let me correct that: not single, but like with kids, mm-hmm. I would snap that in a heartbeat and go and, and wish to go back. But because I have kids, it makes it that much difficult because mm-hmm. there's a piece of true happiness that I know for a fact money can't offer. And it's just like, you know, if, if I go back in time, the only reason why I'm going back in time is to build a better future. So if my better future is consistent and contingent of funds, material, everything I have, mm-hmm. but I run the risk of not having them again. If I would have never known of them, right. it's different. But because I know what they provide and bring to the table, that I mean, that's the one, man. That is so... It just... Yo, that, that, I, was, I was really stuck on that. When he asked me that shit, I was mad that he asked me because, like, even after we finished having that conversation, it, 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 it I was stayed. still like, yo, like, bro... Like, I jumped in the Uber to head home. I was still mad. Like, yo, why he asked me that shit, man? Like, you she stupid motherfucker. man. <laughs> hey, that, that was some good I'm shit, not, though. I'm not supposed to think this much on a Sunday. <laughs> I was fucked up for a minute, but it is what it is, man. I thought that was a... Uh, that was some magical herbs. You know, hey, that like, shit was... Yeah, that shit slapped. That shit... That shit took me... Like... Sleeping like a baby. And when I went home, bro, what you tick tell? What you tick tell you? She didn't say nothing. But did, did, I just went to sleep. 
She saw you come in and say, "Ooh." He I coming in all fucking in, I was like, shit. I was, I, uh, I was like, yo, how you doing? What's up? Went right into the room. I was done, bro. I woke up at 5 a.m. that day like, whew. <laughs> Man, I feel like I had like two days of sleep and shit. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you. No, that shit got me too, man. When I was there, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, you know. Right, right. And, yeah, and you know, I'm, 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 like, I'm, I'm very quick. Sure. To achieve when it comes down to the puffing methods, mm-hmm. right? And um, you know, I took toke of it, and I'm just like, man, you know, all right, I'm good. And you know, just started coasting. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. I was like, this shit. And then I saw you guys passing it back and forth. Holy fuck, man! I said, you guys are like, about wait, to wait, get wait, tore slow up. down, bro. I'm like, what's so difficult about enjoying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just trying to take it to the next level. I'm over here just trying to look. I'm over here trying to learn how to fly. Mm-hmm. You motherfuckers are trying. You guys are already hopping into a rocket ship. Like you guys don't even know what a rocket ship looked like. But y'all just hopping in, pushing buttons. Like okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking crazy. And I'm still reading the schematics. <laughs> fucking wild. That's how it goes, man. Hey, you know what we should do next time? We should bring some of that moon rock next time around. Have this, have this shit go live and just Bro, that's going to be the slowest podcast of my life, bro You might think so But you never know We, we, we might bring up some of that intellectual bullshit, bro You never, I'm telling you We might, bro Some people get more open-minded Under the substance I just feel like I'm just I, just, I feel like I'm just way too slow When I've uh, when I've When I've partaken in um, festivities, the festivities, yeah. Okay. I like I like the way you worded that. Okay. When I partake in the festivities, I feel like I am just. I don't know, man. Well, well, I mean, you could you could always wash it down with a little bit of booze, you know. Just nah, that ain't no washing it down. Yeah. You can't wash that shit down. That shit don't wash down. That <laughs> <laughs> shit does not wash down. In that case, bro, you could always do some little, <clears throat> you know. Nah, okay. hell nah. Other uh, other methods of, uh, of of cooling down the substance. Hell, fucking nah. Just saying. Uh, so tell me, man. Tell me. Um, what else? What else is on the docket? Uh, oh, UFC two thirty five. You tune in? Did you watch, bro? Did I? Did I ended up watching. Yeah. Did you think it was illegal? I mean, well, not okay. That's a stupid question. How do you feel about? The ending. How about there? There you go. About the uh, the need to a down opponent. Yeah. How, how did you feel about that? Because I was I was about to ask a super question, asking, do you think it was illegal? We both know it's illegal. So. So I think I, I definitely think. Um, well, honestly, I mean, I, I I think it was a mistake by 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 Bones, right? To to do that. Um, I just think when you're, I just think adrenaline kind of takes over. So when you're in a fight and you're trying to finish the fight, like. That that urge may just that 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 instinct that mentality just might you know pierce through and you know you end up doing something illegal like that. Um, but really about that whole situation, um, I just I just got a little bit more respect for uh, for Anthony Smith in a scenario like that. No, just I, for the simple fact yeah, that he could have took the easy way out. He could have said I'm. He could have said, I'm, I'm hurt. I, but instead, he was like, I'm good. 
But now let I'm, me ask you a question. Is it now do you do you see that as because I know you said he didn't take the easy way out. Do you see that more or less? Not as the as uh, well, I mean, let me reword the question because I'm over here asking some dumb shit today. I don't know what the fuck my mind is slow. Was this a decision uh, built on pride to keep fans loyal to him? Or could this also be considered a decision stupid on his behalf, on his behalf? Because in the end, it was an illegal shot. And in the end, if he would have taken that route out, he probably would have walked out the champ. Yeah, he for sure would have walked out of champ because they would have uh, DQ'd um, John Jones. But um, when I watched the presser after the fight, and you really got to, and he got to expound on why he said, "No, I'm good. Let's keep the fight going." In short, he basically said, I wanted to go out there. I wanted to win the fight. I wanted to win the belt, not steal it. I just, but, but is that stealing if the opponent... But he was okay. So, so it, was, it was just one of those things where it's like, like he wants to win, the, he wants the title, but he, like, he just wanted a certain way. He probably envisioned himself... In millions of scenarios, winning that fight, right? He probably fin- he probably envisioned himself scoring a knockout, TKO, submission, whatever, right? But not by you know what I mean. And it was just one of those things where it's like, let's just let's do it like this. He says I'm hurt. Ref DQs John Jones. He takes the belt. You got to give up a rematch. Like why? But just go get your, just go get your. Like I'm of the mindset that okay, if you're a champion, you fuck that. You don't gotta give you don't gotta give somebody a rematch. The only time I really clamor for a rematch is if the fight was just that good, or um, there was something in the fight, something in a decision of the fight that was like, yo, you gotta get, you gotta run that back. You know what I mean, like. Like Conor McGregor and um and Nate Diaz, bro. That was a run back. We had to get we ha- they had to run that back, just because Nate Diaz shocked the world. Everybody wanted to see that again. Every fight fan wanted to see that again. You know, so it's like I just get what Anthony Smith was talking about. Like I just yeah, fuck it. He knew he fought a shitty fight. So why would why would you take that easy way out? Well, I, I, look, I, I'll be a devil's advocate as always on on something like this because it it, it takes me back and it reminds me of um, back in the day when Roy Jones Jr. had his first loss because he hit a man, you know, down. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is that they they gave him his loss. He he took his defeat because it was a disqualifying shot. Be that as it may, okay. The rule exists. This is one of the reasons why I loved, loved, and still love more than UFC. And I love the UFC, don't get me wrong. But there's a reason why I used to love watching Pride Fighting. Pride Fighting, their rules were a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And man, those fights were entertaining. Now, of course, anybody can supplement the argument and tell me, look, you know, how could you appreciate more? a more savage way of fighting where, where fighters could probably get more injured and this, that, and the third, right? 
you know, and, and I, I understand that, which is why I condone the UFC's sanctions of, you know, putting rules into play to protect the fighter, but still providing a show at the same time. Right. But then again, it's like, it's, it's almost like, do you not feel that the moment that a true art of fighting starts to become held back or the true art starts to get manipulated, whereas you can't do this anymore, you can't do that in a real fight, you could do that, but you can't right. do that here. I mean, there's certain rules and boundaries that you would see that would not be acceptable in a real fight or in a professional fight. One of them being a low blow. You're not going to fucking kick a man in his balls. I mean, even though it's a fight, the only time you'll do it is when you're when you're fighting for dear life. Right. Maybe, you know what I mean? But then you're not fighting for dear life. This is basically just a competitive, like, hey, man, we're going to go at it. We just got mad at each other and boom, see what happens. You know, so these are things that like eye gouging, for example, you know, those those have long term effects. Yeah. You can't fuck with that. I respect it. So in this sense, I love pride fighting because of that reason. And now going into UFC with the sanctions and the rules. Now, does it simply or can the argument be made that if, in fact, another fighter were to do something of this extent, of this magnitude, and they were to be disqualified, that John Jones would be put in that little category of it's because it's John Jones. I think that's true because when you think back, um, I forgot I forgot what card that was, but the card where uh, Cejudo and Dillashaw fought. Oh, that was a good fight. That was a good fight, right? Yeah. Um, but I see where you're going with this. That's when they when they disqualified Greg Hardy. When he fought, oh boy, he it was the it was probably the same exact hit. He got disqualified. But I mean, I can't blame I can't blame Anthony Smith. Like that's not the way he wanted to win it. I'm good. Let me keep the fight going. I think it was like mid third round or beginning of the fourth round or something like that. You know, it is what it is, man. But I mean, but but it goes to that though. I mean, yeah. It is what it is, you know, but the, the going back to this realm, mm-hmm. and, th- and this is why I kind of want to bring it up and I kind of want to stick on that just to kind of make, I, I want I like a different answer because to me, it's like, yeah, granted, you know, Smith, you're an awesome competitor. I even told you, bro, I, I told you that he was, he, I mean, I had a feeling about the guy, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he was, he's been in more fights than Jones to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, so his, his record in history is even longer than Jones's, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't supplement the fact that Jones is not a freak of nature. Jones is a freak of fucking nature, man. But you, those are the key elements, though. You're a freak of nature. Everything is gravy and good. Now, is it not safe to submit the argument to say that if, in fact, an, an illegal blow is captured and done during a championship fight, mm-hmm. there's a reason why it's illegal and there's a reason why disqualifications exist if and when something illegal oh, is done. You could really, really hurt somebody with that. Right? Yeah. So in that sense, even though Smith said it was okay, would it not be in the responsibility of the referee to do what's right for the fighter? In the sense that. I I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. For the integrity of the sport, you you need to uphold all the rules, no matter if it's Joe Blow or somebody who's sitting on top of the mountain. True. I agree with that. And that's where I'm at with it. Because I I, I, I agree that Jones won the fight, but then just that little incident that occurred— it makes it very, very difficult mm-hmm. to truly consider but those. You want the last resort, though, is to is to DQ because but, but, pe- yeah, there's correct. paying people. I'm not here to see. A, you know what I mean? Like people but, pay money. But how many times? Look, I mean, like, and this goes back into boxing. You know, for example, mm-hmm. 
yeah, people pay for money. But how many times has a referee had to stop a fight because he sees a man in front of him really injured, but he's the referee's just like, nah, you know what, man, there's a pain crowd. Last thing I want to do is to prematurely stop something, and then I'm the bad guy, and the next thing you know, you got a dead man in the ring. It's happened before. What were to make this any different? Smith says, hey, I'm okay. I'm good. Okay, fine. The fight will continue. Mm-hmm. Now he gets a devastating shot, a clean shot, and landed on him. That probably wouldn't have gotten him down the first time, but due to the result of the effect of the prior illegal blow. Right. Now we have a problem in our hands. In the end, the referee's job is not to care about the bodies in the seats. His objective as a referee is to protect the fighter, as it is a doctor's objective to protect their patients at all costs. Right. Their oath is to protect life as we know it until each and everyone's dying breath. Right. Mm-hmm. Referee upholds that same integrity in the ring. So or octagon in this case. So I don't dis. you know, and again, I'm not trying to discredit Jones's fight in any kind of way, but I just really want to impose this little this idea, the seed that a sweet sport as it is becoming. Mm-hmm. If and when the rules are regulated or bent in any circumstance due to any version of any fighter's you know, stature. That's in anything, though. Right? Mm-hmm. This little small trinket of issue that I noticed that night can become something that I hate about boxing today. Because little by little, that's how boxing started. They started give, letting these things slide for those that mattered to them. Right. Referees would turn the cheek when necessary when the fighter was of, I don't know, Don King Promotions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see, those conversations basically would happen in those events of those types of fights. And I would hate to see the UFC take those boundaries in those routes. Mm-hmm. Whereas, oh, because he's a superstar, we will start bending rules and, you know, and, 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 and switching stuff, which is actually not too far of a, of a far cry mm-hmm. when McGregor had his issue with Khabib. Oh, yeah. You know, McGregor got a slap in the wrist. Khabib's not a big star like McGregor is, you know? Yeah. But, but of course, the incident that he caused during the fight, and not to, not to condone it in any kind of way, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it got him some... Some notoriety. Some, yeah. Yeah, of course. So you can, you can clearly see it, that they're not being painted with the same brush. And in any sport... But that's any it's sport, be though, the same they're way, though. always going to protect... The, the the money makers. But that's why I have a problem with sports in general. That that's where you take away the sweetness of the sport. The integrity goes out the door the moment you start picking sides. We've had this conversation in different variations before. We had it with Serena Williams. That's exactly what with I was her, pointing at. With her tantrums. People build up um how can I say it? People build up uh cachet. It just happens. Like, so if Joe Blow is in a tennis match and a referee calls something on him, referee could look the other way. Serena's in a tennis match. You call something on Serena, referee, you're here because I'm here. I'm essentially writing you a check. You're going to tell me why you call and follow me. LeBron James gets stopped. He gets called for a foul. LeBron James turns around and looks at the ref. 
Referee, you got some fucking explaining to do. Now, if, uh, uh, I don't know, the dude that's on the end of the bench, you call a foul on him, look the other way. It's just, it's, it's just how money moves. Conor McGregor has a, uh, an, an issue. Dana White picks up the phone immediately. Dana White picks up the phone immediately. For business, it's good. For business. That's just how money moves. But that's the thing. But the integrity of a sport. Tom Brady looks at the ref like, yo, what are you doing? Referees. I'm sorry. I forgot to throw the flag. I'm tripping, huh? <laughs> bro, that's just it, it, come on, bro. You do box like you you just build up the cachet like that. Look, <laughs> I'm tripping. Huh? Look, hey, that was a good one. <laughs> I, you know what? It got stuck in my pocket. It got stuck. I reached for it, right, and it, it, it got stuck. And I, I'm sorry. Passing interference. <laughs> Tom Brady's like, yes, thank you. Yeah, that's the one. Look. That's awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. I believe that that's the way the business works. In any business, yes. But the sad part, and, th- and this is where I go to it, and this is where you... you, Because remember, you have your social fans, mm-hmm. and then you have some hardcore fans. The social fans are the ones that sell the tickets. The social guys, the social ones are mm-hmm. the ones that buy that's the merchandise. The goes to. To the socials. And then, of course, the hardcore guys... There's very fewer of them, but they, they do their own investments in their own way into the sport. Right. You know, they have their own segways, segments, whatever you want to call it. But in their case, and then this is where I kind of come to the sweet sport of things. When is enough enough? When is the money going to stop interfering with a sport or with a, with, with a combat that is supposed to pertain to people? And it's not supposed to protect or save someone from avoiding an, an inevitable one boxer and i don't know if you ever knew this boxer but have you ever heard the name alexis arguello i've heard of it yeah i don't really know too much about it though so alexis arguello was basically a lightweight champ legendary nicaragua like this dude was basically he he ruled the 70s 80s right mm-hmm. for for a cool ass minute until he met one fighter a fighter in which they told him to protect them said hey to protect our investments here, this guy may not be the right fit for you. In fact, you should probably go up and wait. Get away from this guy. This you got, you've achieved so much. Right. You're still in prime. You're still in your prime. Don't waste your prime with someone like this. That to me was very disrespectful because okay, wait a minute. Everybody's moving up in the ranks. If you're supposed to fight somebody, you're supposed to fight them, mm-hmm. right? You don't run away for for you know protection. That's the reason why those belts are so coveted. Which is why nowadays the belts in boxing are not as prestigious as they once were, right? Right. So to that level, I go to this. These guys. Mm-hmm. You know, basically start picking and choosing. And this is where Alexis Arguello did the one thing that showed the world that we were still in those type of old school. In order to be the man, you have to beat the man. True. Right. He literally fought the man that was basically in that little mirror. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know boxing and so familiarly, the guy he fought that night and he accepted to fight him mm-hmm. was Aaron Pryor. Beast. By far, to me, in my opinion, the best, the best in the division, mm-hmm. which is why Sugar Ray Leonard on purpose also 
was in that division. What did he decide to do? He uh-huh. he went up in weight so fast. The moment prior, really, the moment prior, he got a lot of wins under his belt and said, "Hey, you know what? I'm knocking on your door now. You got to give me a title shot." <laughs> oh shit! Did he is he next? He, mm-hmm. He's a nobody. Let me move up and wait to fight to somebody. Easiest way out, which is why one of the reasons why I kind of lose a little bit of respect of Sugar Ray Leonard, although he fought Marvelin Marvis Hagler, which I thought he lost the fight, I might add. It was a great fight nonetheless. But still, let me not talk too much about the boxing sentiments. I'm probably losing you guys. But to get to the point I'm trying to make, mm-hmm. you have to treat the sport with respect. True. And the problem with money is that there is no respect for the sport because of the money. That's what happened to boxing. And that's I don't want that to happen to UFC, but that's happening already. I don't think so. Well. I, I, yeah, boxing started this way, too. I mean, maybe slowly but surely. But, like, why do you think when when even when big-name UFC fighters fight, we never or we rarely, unless you actually go digging for it, you rarely hear about prize fights or uh, the, the purse. Rarely hear about it. Because they don't make as much. They still make that. They still make millions of dollars. No, some of them don't, bro. Some some of the gross some of the gross fights not too long ago, bro. A million dollars a night was like a, a record breaker. McGregor was doing that. I mean, Brock Lesnar was the highest paid UFC fighter for a cool ass minute because of his his pay per view sales. I mean, they don't make. Ha- I mean, when McGregor got in the ring with Floyd, see, that this was is his biggest pay. That was not only his biggest pay, but he never knew this much money in one night. He literally had to count his career earnings and still not match up to what he made that night in 45 minutes. Now, I don't know. Correction, it, uh, less than that. I don't know if he, it, it, it matched his career earnings. I just know. I can tell you it did. What do you make that? What, do you, what, kind, of, what kind of bring in that night? Connor brought it for that night. I believe the purse payoff for Connor was about almost 20 mil. And that's everything. That's uh, the pay-per-views. That's. The actual fight. That's I believe that's the fight in the pay-per-views. The promotion is what wasn't included there. So there, there's more in promotion piece. Mm. And if you think about it, if you look at the historical fights for UFC, mm-hmm. I mean, you got you got fight fight nights making you about 1.4 million, right? 2.3 million in a fight, you know, championship fight, and then boom, there you go, you got that. So it's just like, wait, damn, how do you go from, you know, a, a biggest gross payout of seven million dollars to going to 20 million in less time because you got pretty much stopped in the eighth round. I mean, that's a taste of money that you don't know of. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's just crazy. And he probably actually made more of that, actually. You know, now that I'm actually considering it, well, because the, the numbers came out. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, eventually, and I do, I know for a fact, if you counted everything, I'm pretty sure Connor came out with over $50 million in that night with everything all inclusive. Like when you put it all together, right. he probably walked out with over fifty million. Because remember Floyd's remember Floyd's take on it, which was basically he wouldn't fight if it was if it was nothing less if it was nothing if it was anything less than hundred mil he wouldn't fight. That's Floyd. He's gonna get that. that that's what I'm saying. Floyd so, demands that. So Floyd, I'm sure, got that. So he gave a good piece to this fool. Right. Not only not because he didn't deserve it, but because he had a good fan base to bring it. He brought UFC collaborations. He brought Usafa. I mean, I mean, you know, he, he brought so much shit right, right into right. the game. But it goes to the to the level here. The, I mean, that's a taste of money that is incredible. Which is why when McGregor mm-hmm. went to go do that, and then he came back, 
He wasn't McGregor. That wasn't the same vicious man that fought Jose Aldo. That was the same vicious guy that fought Jose Diaz. Aldo. Just not um, just announced again. Yeah, April April eleventh or something like that. I think Aldo's approaching that time that I mean, you know, he he's got to bust a Randy Couture, have a good fight, and go home because if you continue to do this, you will get stopped by a lesser fighter that you shouldn't be getting stopped by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an ugly, that's an ugly scene. It is. What do you think about that, uh, Kamaru Usman and Tyron uh, Woodley? I thought it was a good technical battle. I, I I just think, I think Usman just came in with a fucking masterpiece of a game plan. It, it, I've never, I don't know, I, I'm trying to think of a time, like with Woodley, I don't think I've ever seen him that confused or that that unsure of himself. It's like he wasn't, it's like he wasn't um, expecting that type of fight. Yeah, that's Usman came in like he wanted to play a close fight. He wanted to stay. He made it his business to stand within arm's reach. It's like Woodley wanted to like, because a lot of fighters like I feel like the main thing when you're a fighter is to like. Uh, I feel like the main thing when you're a fighter. Excuse me, my phone was ringing. It's like bring that other fighter into what you do best. Right. It's just a tug and pull of getting, you know, the fighter into what you want to do best. Welcome to my world. Right. So, mm -hmm. like, to Ron Woodley, like, he's at his best when he can score takedowns, ground and pound. Like, that stand-up clinch fight that Usman dragged him into, it just, it, Woodley didn't know what to do. Usman's like, I'm standing right here in your face, kill you with body shots. <laughs> I think after like the third round, like he had already landed like a hundred over 120 body shots. Yeah, he was right and like they, they were like significant hits. Like I know his his whole rib cage was. If he was a white man, you would have seen all that <laughs> shit. Hey, but what is a tough dude though? Willie's Willie's a monster. He's a tough dude when he's in prime time. You think he should He's get one of the, the best? You think he should get an immediate immediate title rematch? I, you know, see, look, for moments like that, although it's we can say it was significant enough that mm -hmm. a unanimous decision was 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 a proper route to go. Mm -hmm. you, I mean, you you you're that damn good that you deserve it, because you know George St. Pierre was on a, a Joe Rogan's podcast, mm -hmm. right? They had a conversation, you know, where. You know, because George St. Pierre is considered one of the best of all time. Yeah. If not the best of all time in the UFC that's ever walked or graced the octagon. Yeah. Right? And, you know, the comment was made that, you know, hey, you know what? You know, you're the best. And, you know, and he, St. Pierre is just like, I don't like that that term of being the best because that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be the best fighter today. Because of preparation and because of the right timing, the weather, the feeling, the whatever. Right. You know, that day you could have been a better fighter, and I beat you because of that. But there's a good chance that if we were to fight again, you have that 50-50 grace opportunity. You might catch me on that winded day. I mean, he's just like, there's no such thing as being the best because 
It changes up. In I the fight had a world, bad, I can have a bad night of sleep. Yeah. Like, I'm just fucked up right now. Yeah. A perfect prime example to this was Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas. The moments sold the show. The moments created the fight. Buster Douglas just lost his mom. He was he was mentally motivated. He was there's nothing that Tyson could have done to him that night that was worse than what he had went through already, just a couple months before. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, you know, St. Pierre said it best when in that sense where you you could have been the best tonight, but the next night it's my night kind of thing. You yeah. know, and I guess it goes to that point. Woodley has proven that he his he is a caliber fighter. He's a damn good. And that he deserves an immediate rematch simply because of his his reputation. I mean, I mean his record, I should say. Not reputation, but his record. Reputation, too. You know? I mean, to, yeah. To defensive that many times, I think he was like, that was like his sixth defense. He lost it. Like, I mean, and he was doing good. Yeah. He's a damn good fighter, though. You know? Damn, he's fucking, he's a beast. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's why I say, you know, that for something like that, it's immediate, right? Yeah. Like, if you look at McGregor-Khabib kind of scenario, mm-hmm. is that immediate? I'd like to see McGregor fight another fight first before going back to Khabib. Yeah. He has to show that he can do that caliber type of fight again. Yeah. You know, so that's not an immediate, you know, because that's more or less at that point going based on his reputation than mm-hmm. it is his actual record. Because his last fight really showed that he was not mentally and physically prepared for a fight like that. Right. You know, and, and uh, I mean, that, that that just kind of falls out of out of realm. But it's crazy. Nonetheless, though, mm-hmm. that's an immediate one for sure. You got to give we'll it. See. You got to we'll give see. it. To but we got to give Usman his flowers, man. That oh hell came yeah, in dude! With a game plan that was like momentum. You were talking about it the other day. Momentum carries you. He came in with a lot of momentum. Yeah, he did. He came in. You could tell though when he when he when 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 he was on his walkout. Like he was dancing, he was he was doing the whole thing, Nigerian nightmare. Woo. <laughs> I bought in. I was like, "Ooh, this dude, this dude." And then after and after Nigerian the fight, I fucked nightmare. what he said. He was like, "I may not be the best striker, I may not be the best. What do he say, ground and pounder? But when it comes to mixing this shit up." I'm the fucking best. <laughs> and that's mixed martial arts right there. At his finest. Yeah. At his finest. You ain't got to be the best striker or the best wrestler because Willie's Willie's like an all-world wrestler. Like, Yeah, it's grappling, bro. Yeah, yeah like all-world. And to come into that fight and get taken down as many times as he did and not score any of his own and like... He was out of his game plan. You get what I'm saying? Like, to be winded, like... It's crazy. Did you ever see that first fight with Chuck Liddell and uh, um, and Randy Couture? Mm, their, their, no. their first fight. I can't recall it. No, I probably didn't. I mean, th- their first fight was such a such a unique fight. They had they had three fights in total, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Three fights in total. The first fight, everybody thought that Couture was going to get murdered because Iceman was in a back to back heavyweight. Right. You know, he yeah. was he was murdering fools, and like no, nobody thought that Iceman would be stopped. Right. He stepped in the ring to defend the championship against uh, uh, Randy Couture. And he took Iceman out of his game plan because Iceman is a very good defender on takedowns, or he was per se, right, right? In, his, in his heyday. And then Randy Couture sold the game plan. I'm going to wrestle you, and I'm going to fuck you up. I'm not going to let you strike. Mm-hmm. And if you do strike, I'm going to show you that I can strike, and I'm going to give you a piece of mind what I can do, mm-hmm. but not before I take you down again. Took him out of his game plan. TKO'd uh, the Iceman on their first on their first fight. 
Of course, then, of course, you know, Brandy, I mean, the rematch, the yeah. rematch happened. He knocked him out. The one happened. He knocked him out again. But, I mean, just to say the least, every it's it's to show that example once again that each night is different. Mm-hmm. You can prepare for one person one time, but then this is what makes fighting so amazing and so great and so sweet. If you right. think about it, that's why I love trilogies. The first time, you showed somebody what you can do. Right. They showed you what they can do. Somebody lost. The second time around, who will adjust better? Who can execute in a different fashion? Because now that you see what I'm saying, because just who can make adjustments on the fly type shit. Yeah. Who can go back and study the better? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the prime example, not to go too far, Marquez Pacquiao, bro. Marquez studied one thing that Pacquiao kept doing in every single fight Mm -hmm. and he executed a route to stop it. Knocked his ass out. That's how that shit goes, man. Fuck. That's how that shit goes. What is this? One tenth. Hey, man, they're getting smoked. Yeah, go to state of getting mollywalked, man. What else, man? What else? I feel like it was a slow news week, man. Anything else you got on your mind, man? Yeah, man, let me talk about something real quick, man. Sure. What's up with this fucking weather? Hey, man, this is this L.A. weather, man. For those of you that may be outside of L.A., it's um, it's crazy. Climate change is real, man. It's thundering and lightning and shit. It was thundering and lightning, and it wasn't even a fucking rain for a while. What's up with that, man? You see, well, I'm 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 gonna t- I'm, I'm gonna break down something to you. I'm gonna tell you something, bro. Yeah. I might I might take a lot of people off the hinges right now, but I'm about to take you through a different little rabbit hole. Do you think that the weather can be controlled? Um, nah. You don't think it could be manipulated in any kind of way? No, I don't. What if I told you that the United States government already has something, a program that exists specifically for it and has been proven that it can be done? You said California has it? The U.S. government. The U.S. government has a program that can control or manipulate the the weather. Weather. I mean, I'm not convinced of that. I I don't see how that can be manipulated. Now, there's a there's a program, right? Mm-hmm. The program is called HARP. That's H A A R P. Okay. HARP. This particular program, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna kind of walk you through it. This program is basically a, a or the setup, I should say. Mm-hmm. It's a high frequency, you know, uh, like. Here, let me show you an image of it just so you can kind of get an idea as to what it looks like. They have this in Alaska. Okay? You look at that. High frequency active oral research program. Okay. So the thing is that all these right here, they look like a bunch of antennas just hooking up to one another, going mm-hmm. back and forth. The thing about it is that the research explains, and I'll, let, let, I'll show you right here. So here's the equation of it. So if you have, just looking at the bottom here, well, shit. So if you, got, if you have a high frequency, mm-hmm. remember you got the ozone layer and all that kind of crap sitting up top. So just kind of just showing you this image. If you can build a frequency wave that's strong enough mm-hmm. to send up top, 
and it breaks open. Right? The layer. The layer. That means that so think of it just think of it this way. What happens when a volcano erupts and a huge rock, I mean like a volcano breaks apart and it falls into the ocean or whatever happens, right? Mm-hmm. That impact, that movement, what did it do to the ocean? It opened it up, at least even if temporarily. But then what did it create? It created a what? A clash a of clash, yeah. a, a clash of, of of waters, which then in turn becomes what? Earthquake and turn a tsunami, depending right. on your location. Right. So if this can happen with water in itself, would the same term effects not be possible if you were to do it with the weather manipulation up top? If you were to create that open layer right, and then it brings itself back and then it clashes, just like when you know you have – and it's been proven. When winds collide, mm-hmm. some shit can happen. Right. Like some massive fucking shit can happen just by wind colliding in itself. When you got a north wind moving in with something and crashes in, right, right. this could create like all of a sudden a hurricane pops up out of nowhere. You're just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? So if you can manipulate that piece of it, and if you can determine where you want this signal to go, mm-hmm. does it not give you a very, very interesting insight? Right, right. I mean, you might be right. To control the weather in, in a whole city... I don't, I don't, I don't see how that can be uh, fully capable, fully manipulated. Like I don't, I don't. Maybe there's something that can happen to. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not convinced. Well, the, the the one thing would be is that I mean, once again, it's it's called. I I figured out the term here. It's mm-hmm. pretty much what it does is it goes through the ionosphere, creating okay. a frequency. A frequency so hot. So basically, if you if you can send something up in that frequency and make it extremely hot, mm-hmm. you can create a pulse or a chain reaction of sorts because okay. you're changing a weather effect okay. in a specific area. But in a specific area, like big enough to cover a, a, a city or a region of a city? Well, here's the thing. This program started back in 1993, right? The HARP program was initiated and created back in 93. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's, it's been worked on ever since, right? The thing about it is that they basically have this built and they created this, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. What did, the image I just showed you, that's just a small piece of it. We're talking this thing is in, in Alaska. Do you realize how big Alaska is? Yeah. I mean, Alaska is pretty much almost bigger than, I mean, well, shit, almost bigger than some countries. It's a big fucking area. Okay. Right? And the United States had bought Alaska from whom? Back in the day? Russia. Okay. So this is a big piece of land that nobody really tends to fuck with because of the weather setup that's there that most people really don't tamper too much or dig deep into Alaska because what for? Okay, right. So the idea is that the U.S. and Navy were like, you know, I mean, the U.S. uh, Air Force and Navy got together. They built this program. And, of course, they've been having a lot of different theories, per se, Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of backed programs that can show that this little thing or this situation, this, uh, per se, what is this, the most prominent instrument. Right. And they call it HARP, is the ionospheric research instrument a high-power radio frequency transmitter facility operating in a high-frequency band mm-hmm. 
the IRI in term, in short, is used to temporarily excite and excite a limited area of the ionosphere. I like the I like how they use the word excite. Excite. So it's exciting the It's exciting <laughs> a specific area. Right. On purpose. Now, of course, why would it do this? Because it is used to temporarily excite a limited area in the ionosphere. Mm-hmm. Other instruments such as, because they got more programs there, they got UHF radars. They call it FLAC. What is that? Uh, flux gate magnometers. I mean, they got a fucking, like. Right. A lot of shit. That shit's crazy. I'm going to do some reading on that but shit. But check this out, though. Right. Harp is targeted and basically, so, and this is where a lot of people get the ideas from, because there's a theory that comes behind this that claim that it is capable of weaponizing weather. Weaponizing weather. Yeah, I'm going to read about that shit. That shit is crazy. Now, of course, there's a lot of, you know, scientists that basically advocate that the theory is uninformed, mm-hmm. like people are uninformed and the claims are well out of the, re- out of the scope of reasoning. Right, but here's my here's my thing, bro. But to weaponize it, that's another strong word that I'm wondering. I'm curious about. You see, but but consider one thing. Mm-hmm. Let Let's look at one thing. Let's look at history and life as it as it is. See, everybody looks at whatever the government does at first is, oh, man, you fucking idiot, man, you're a conspiracy theorist, man, y'all, you, that's impossible. Right. Until it becomes possible. Back in the fifty, I mean, back in the 1910s, mm-hmm. 1920s, nobody were talking about cell phones. It's impossible. A wireless connection? No, of course not. You're fucking insane. Oh, wait, but the military was using this type of form to communicate within bases to bases in different formats while in war. Mm-hmm. Wait, how the fuck were they able to do that? Oh, makes sense. The government has technology that we don't have because they were protecting our nation. It makes sense. Right. Oh, wait, so now you sell me on something. At first, it was a stupidity. The scientists that you had at your bases in military were telling us, the humans that were outside of the military, that it is impossible, that you're fucking idiots. You guys are thinking the dumbest shit possible until it became a reality where they said, well, you know, uh, well, you guys are right. Okay. Right. And then cell phones continued. They developed themselves. Back in the 80s, they became a brick. Meanwhile, the military had smaller versions of the setup. (laughs) We didn't get to know these smaller versions until the late 90s. Right. In between the 2000s and now, cell phones have developed so much that then now you have a hypercomputer on your palm of your hand. You realize that. If you consider the, the fact that you buy an Apple mm-hmm. laptop, you can buy a laptop for 13, 1400 bucks, 250 gigs of space, big laptop, big setup. Is it weird that you can pay 13, 1400 bucks for an iPhone? With the same capacity space, with the same applications built into the phone itself. That's fucking crazy. You ever consider that? We uh, we come a long way, man. Exactly. Now consider the long way part. How many times have you have you been sitting around and you're just talking on, you know, just having a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. talking about a car? Like, oh man, that that fucking Camaro is fucking sweet. Right. Then you go on the internet, and all of a sudden you get an advertisement trying to sell you a fucking Camaro. What's happening? Right. It's the selling, it's the buying and selling of data, bro. But now, is that normal? Is that safe? You were just talking about it. You never searched it. We don't know if it's safe. Could I'm it always be? curious as to why. 
Well, why? when your app says, "Can we access your contacts? Can we access your?" But, uh, I be have I be pressing no all that shit. Now let me ask you the question. Mm-hmm. Now you press no to all that shit, but yet you 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 have an understanding now, and you're comfortable with this understanding that your cell phone is transmitting information that you wouldn't want anybody else to have, but it's doing it anyway. But you're comfortable with it. Why? What choice? Is it? What choice do we have? I mean, is it? Would you call it more or less? What choice do we have? That's a tough one. It's outside my. Bye. Yeah, it's 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 a choice, but. I mean, but is it? Really I don't. A choice? I don't. I don't think it's a choice. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a choice. So how how, how do you think that happened? Uh, it's these companies, man. They want to know more about. It's it, these com- All these companies buy data. They share data. That's all it is. When I see fucking Apple just bought this, like, why the fuck would they be doing that? But are you? Do you feel comfortable with that happening? No. Doesn't matter. Um. Can it's just you, it's just it's, it's just the way of the world. It's no choice. Hey. You ain't got no choice, but unless you just decide to not use technology. And if you do that, you become a caveman. But this, this everything in this world is ingrained in technology. Everything. Now, nowadays, everything. So is it, it now going off that topic and kind of you that night you, you you put it on the table, which is exactly what it is right now, mm-hmm. right? So because it is the way that way now. Mm-hmm. Can it be true that that same concept that was utilized on us to take us from being free, limited information, now being exposed to so much information and being followed, detected in every kind of way, shape or form? Can that information be weaponized? The information, yes. Yes, it can be it can be used to control and suppress um, people get them to do what you want them to do. Uh, get them to do what you could, know. Could it be as simple as making them believe in faith? Believe, believe in what? Faith. Faith. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or fate, in this case. Yeah, I believe. I believe it can. I mean, but because can you imagine? You know, you know, people say I need a sign. Big brother is. is and is, then you say something. All of a sudden, it pops up on your phone. <gasps> it's. I told you. You see, this is a sign. I'm gonna do it. Impulse. Well, again, again, we that's that's confirmation bias, though. It, it is, it is. But it remember, is. but now we're going based on the whole factor of we have everything mm-hmm. the way it is now. There's no choice. I got a cell phone now because I have no choice. But I need the fact that I need a cell phone. But what are the choice do I have? I get a track phone. That's the same thing, though. Flip phone, do whatever. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Everything is being followed upon now. Right. The only way to basically do it right, go off the grid completely. No smart TVs, no radios. Right. None of that shit. Off the grid. Everything is like super. Uh, but of course, if you want to have a civilized conversation with somebody, you got to be on the grid, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, we want our prote- we want our information so protected that in the end, we're willing to give up the rights that protect them. Is that a trip? It's a uh, it's a conundrum. It's like it's a good thing. I like that fucking word. But it's it, it's, <laughs> it's one of those. It's like it's so good. 
and so bad at the same time. Man, give me give me one second, Brodies. Hello? Hello? Yeah. He is outside. Okay, let me let me ask him. Huh? I have to text him. Oh, you, you coming home? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Okay. Said, it's a Centra, a uh, uh, great Centra. Okay. All right. Okay. People be annoying as fuck. Excuse me, but I'm back. <laughs> man, people are annoying as shit. Man, I'm in the middle of a podcast and. But yeah, probably may say this much. I mean, yeah. you know, just kind of jumping off of that realm, sure, right off the bat, bro. Do you miss the good old days? We could just call a taxi cab. Well, I could just call a taxi cab. I just yeah. I love Uber way better. But you love it as a millennial, bro. I mean, uh, or as a, as a, as, a, as a younger person. But as an older folk, if you consider it, you know, they mm-hmm. could just pick up the phone and call somebody and that would be normal to them. But now they want to use the services that we offer, which then at that point they obligate other people that know how to use it to do it with their failing of understanding of how to use it themselves. Again, another, uh, <laughs> another, another double-edged sword. <laughs> and, and that's why I brought it up. It's, it's incredible how all this stuff can really be manipulated. And that's what I mean, going back to the heart program. Mm-hmm. In that sense, I mean, in the beginning of the program itself, I'm sure it was created basically for, for good reasonings, you know, to, to just understand weather the weather patterns and patterns and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But, of course, with many things that are created, everything can truly eventually become weaponized with enough information. That's the bottom line. Right. And I think that that's one of the scary things because I look at this weather, man. It bothers the shit out of me because California, like Los Angeles in particular, Mm -hmm. is one of those cities where you can pretty much manipulate in the sense that you know what the fuck is coming. But like, oh, oh, it's summertime. All right. We know what's happening. Like we can tell you our, 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 our weather patterns pretty directly and pretty accurately. Right. Without being on the weather channel. But nowadays, at least within this last year, right, right. those patterns are pretty much off as shit. Got me lost as fuck. Right. I don't know what the hell's going on. Got me feeling some kind of way. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's like, I, if there's one thing that I can't stand, I can't stand motherfuckers playing with my emotions. Right, right. All right? That's one thing straight up. And the reason why I can't stand anybody playing with my emotions is because it's my emotions. Sure. You got me looking outside. You got me putting my hand out there. It feels hot. The sun's out. Ooh, I'm about to go to the beach. Let me take off this shirt. I'm about to go just enjoy. <laughs> lay in the sand. The moment I lay in the sand, all of a sudden this cold wind hits me. Like, wait, what the hell just happened? All of a sudden, Thor decides to pop up out of nowhere, ringing thunder. You got me all pissed off, taking away my son. And the next thing you know, I'm in the rain, no shirt. But the rain is the rain is a good thing, man. I, I like the rain. Nobody discrediting the rain, but it's the fact of I know when the rain is coming, and I like to keep it that way. I know when the <laughs> rain is coming, or when it's supposed to come, <laughs> at least, right? Right. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Absolutely. It's, but it's a crazy shit, though. I mean, nonetheless, I mean, I, there, there's there's so much shit out there, man. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is one of those things that I'm I'm starting to really start. I'm I, I'm I'm starting to get into my mind. And I'm really starting to enjoy this a lot more, in the sense that if you really just consider everything about life, you realize that there's a topic for all this stuff. Yeah. There's crazy shit happening around the world that a lot of people just don't even know about. I guarantee you, Harper's probably the first time you've heard about this program. I've actually, I've actually heard about it. I just never really uh, or looked into the purpose any, of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm definitely, I definitely will. I'm, I'm always looking at. It's an intriguing shit. situation to to consider. Right, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy, but it's definitely, it's definitely some different shit that we all got to be aware of, man. Aside from sporting hopes. <laughs> Way outside of that, <laughs> man. But this has been another episode, bro. I feel it, bro. I think so. Hour and twenty minutes. We got a couple, a couple punch ins. I, I do want to apologize for that. People act like you ain't fucking in the middle of a podcast. I should have put them on speaker. And uh, who was it? It was uh, you, you, you seen uh, you seen Rush Hour, right? I mean, obviously, but <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it of was the, it was the ending of Rush Hour two. Mm-hmm. When they were doing the, uh, you know, you know how they always show the um, the bloopers in the end. Sure. The bloopers that when they're in the airport, and then Chris Tucker's phone rings in the middle of a scene. Uh huh. And Chris Tucker takes the call, and then Jackie Chan looks at him like, "Is it really? He <laughs> can take the call, right? But they're joking, right? But then yeah. he, he takes the call, like, man, I told you I'm gonna be there at seven, man. He's like, I'm looking Jackie Chan dead in the face. I'm working right now, man. <laughs> He's like, no, you can't talk to Jackie. <laughs> no, you can't. And it's so funny because he actually passes him the phone. Jackie yeah. Chan takes the phone. And instead of being Jackie Chan and being uh, like, oh, hey, you know, how are you? Jackie Chan was serious. Right. He's like, man, you waste my film. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, crazy. Yeah. Funny ass motherfuckers, man. I love those movies. You, you know, I might go home and try to check that shit out real quick. Just fall asleep to that shit or something. Hey, but they, they, I'm hungry as a bitch, though. They're talking about a fourth one. You heard about that? I'm not trying to see a fourth one, though, bro. The third one sucked to me. But a fourth the one. The third one was, uh, it was, it was, it was bearable. I, I didn't really I, care for it. I wasn't all there for it. The but, one, one and two were pr- prestigious. Yes, but third one, I wasn't really feeling it. It was cool. It had, it had some funny moments in it, but I could have done, I could have done without. Yeah. So four, I'm for sure. Hey, but they say that, you know, they, they're getting the original directors. Which Still is, enough. I mean, you know, that's like too far removed. That could, that could have a lot, of, lot to do with it. Leave classic shit alone. Just I leave. Sh- I, 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 I'm a fan of that. When you got something perfect, bad boys, just leave it alone. Bad boys. Ah, uh, you see, uh, I'm curious. Yeah, you, yeah, you're curious. I'm curious, but I'm not. I'm not sold on this. On this one, one was perfect. Two was damn good. I'm not three, sold. I gotta. I, I'm in that. I gotta see it to believe it type of situation. So I mean, I mean, I'm confident we get we get some great actors. They're old as shit now. But nonetheless, good. I mean, they're better at their craft than they were before. Maybe not as funny. I don't know. That was the that was the good thing about Bad Boys, though. It was a nice split between believable action and comedy. That's it. I'm gonna tell you one you, thing. I, I, I'm not gonna believe Martin Lawrence is is is, is uh, jumping off, jumping over fences and shit now. Oh, I mean, of course. I mean, we, yeah. I mean, but look, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one thing. This weekend. Yeah, you know, that was a conversation I was having a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I can to catch uh, Captain Marvel. I'm not convinced oh, yeah. by the movie at all. 
by no means. But there's only one reason why I want to watch that movie. One that? specific reason and the only reason why I'm going to go pay to watch that movie. What's that? To find out how Nick Fury lost his fucking eye. He has both his eyes in that movie, so that tells you a whole lot. Something happened. Something went down. And what I want to know mm-hmm. is what? Is how you lost your eye. Fuck the story. Fuck everything. I mean, I can literally walk in there. <laughs> the moment I see the eye go out, all right, cool. I got I'm it. I'm out of here. I'm Thank out you. Here. Right, thanks, guys. It's been real, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Boom. And out. Like, that's it. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, man, that. Just, just a food for thought. So I'll, I'll keep y'all posted on how that shit went. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely rap about it. I got to go check it out this weekend, too. So uh, but we we'll, could do that. And but we, we could try to work back. something out, you know, see if, see if the uh, see if the missus, you know, would be in the in the, festi- the festivities of moods. Yeah, we can see what, we can see how that uh, how that how that plays out. Um, but as for now, I want to uh, shout out to the listenership one more time. Absolutely. We want to thank y'all. Shoot the feedback. Um, it's feeling, been real. Feeling y'all. Anything else? Over and out. Over and out.